Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and I guess we can call this one a very special episode, or uh, a meaningful episode, if you will. Um, what I'm going to be talking about today is Star Wars. Now, I'm not talking about a specific film. Uh, I'm not here to critique any of the films. Uh, I'm not doing a behind-the-scenes, anything like that. I guess, really, what I'm going to be talking about today is what does Star Wars as a whole, the Star Wars universe, you know, what does this mean to me. I mean, I've mentioned it before here. I've mentioned it on some of the other podcasts I'm in, especially Enter the Nerd Zone. Uh, If you flip over to Enter the Nerd Zone, you see any Star Wars podcast that Pete and I did, you know, definitely listen because, I mean, Star Wars is a pretty, it's a pretty big part of my life. And it's, for me, it's absolutely amazing how a film that I saw as a six-year-old with my dad uh, way back in 77, a film that a lot of people, they didn't even think anything was really going to come of it. Um, how, you know, here in 2018, I mean, Star Wars, to say it's a phenomenon is, I mean, that's, to me, is a gross understatement. Um, but not so much, you know, a cultural phenomenon or, or uh, you know, something like that. Just really, how how has Star Wars really had an effect in my life? And, you know, it's, this is going to be like a personal episode. And I really hope that as you're listening, uh, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, and again, look, I'm not going to say I like this film over that film, you know, prequels versus originals, this new stuff that's come out, the last Jedi and how divisive that was. I'm not really going to get into that stuff and I'm not looking to create a dialogue like that. I just really want people that are fans of Star Wars just to kind of take a step back, take a trip down memory lane, and just really, you know, how has this franchise or this universe really as a whole affected you? Because again, look, this started out really as, you know, a rinky-dink film made in 1970, or, you know, put out in 1977, and here we are all these years later. I mean, there have been so many films, the expanded universe with all the books, the comics, the video games. Disney is going to be building, you know, you know, there's going to be a section of Disney that's going to be a Star Wars universe. You know, that's coming, I think it's next November 2019. I believe that's that's when it's going to open. So how has Star Wars been a big part in my life? So like I said, look... This film came out in 77, May 25th, 1977. Now, I don't remember the exact date I saw it because I was six years old. All I remember is my dad saying to me one Saturday, he said, hey, I'm going to take you to see an absolutely amazing film. Now, look, at that time, going to the movies really consisted of me, you know, watching Disney films. Um, You know, the theaters by me over the summer, you know, kids aren't in school a lot of times they don't go to summer camp you know so to kind of give moms a break they would just kind of run all the disney cartoons and live action films you know from snow white all the way through to whatever was at the time that was really my movie going experience you know was was watching like these disney films that was it this was the first for me this was the first real film that I went to see. And, you know, the fact that I saw it with my dad, I think really plays a very key role into it because, you know, my dad and I had a huge bonding experience over Star Wars. Look, we saw the original three, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. We saw them together. Um, When the prequels came out, even my wife said, she's like, you got to see this with your dad because, 
you know, it was a big part of what we talked about aside from sports. I think like sports and Star Wars are the big things that my dad and I talk about still to this day. Um, so when the prequels came out, my wife was like, she's like, you have to go see this with, with your dad. Uh, unfortunately he was having some medical issues at the time. He really wasn't feeling it going to a movie theater. He, he didn't think he could handle it. And I mean, eventually he and I watched the prequels on DVD together and it was nice. It just, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as going to the movie theater. Um, because really, like I said, he took me to see Star Wars, but before that, my mom really took me to the theater. You know, she took me, like I said, she took me to see a lot of those Disney films. So this was the first time, like, my dad was taking me somewhere, you know. I'm six years old, and he's going to take me to the movies. Like, And the thing is, is when we got there, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, he might have told me what we were seeing. Honestly, I don't even remember. I just remembered I'm going to the movies with my dad. And we showed up at the theater, and there was a line, which... I was very confused about, you know, I was used to, you know, summer afternoons, just strolling up to the theater, walking on in, sitting down in a pretty much mostly empty theater to watch the Aristocats. Um, there was a line, a line that went around the building. I was very confused by this. This, this just didn't happen. And I remember, you know, still not really sure what we were going to see. And I remember getting closer and closer. And once we kind of got along the front part of the building, I remember seeing that iconic movie poster for Star Wars uh, where Luke is striking the pose. He's got the lightsaber over his head. Uh, Princess Leia's there. She's kind of like in a stride stance with a blaster. You know, you see Darth Vader looming in the background, you know. And, and I, I just remember staring at that poster like wondering what am I about to see and when I saw that film I mean it was it was just pure amazement it was pure wonderment I mean in my mind I had just seen the greatest film that was ever made and I think even as a six-year-old my thoughts were they're never going to make a film like this ever again. It's going to be impossible. There's nothing that is ever going to be better than this film. And I remember saying to my dad, and I had never said this before, I'd said to him, I want to see this again. And we did. He and I saw it together probably two more times. I think one time my mom came with me, or came with us, I should say. Um, you know, I mean, that was just something I had never did before. I had never thought about seeing a film multiple times you know you see the film that's it it's done who cares I was just so blown away um I just remember like I said just telling my dad that was the best movie we ever saw and I remember you know driving back home like discussing it with him and like I said this is really what helped me help bring me closer to him was the fact you know we were talking about it and what we had seen and we were debating you know I was convinced that Darth Vader and the stormtroopers that they were robots even though my dad pointed out that later on when they go to rescue Princess Leia you know Han and Luke are in stormtrooper outfits and I just thought well they took the robots apart and got inside of them I was six I didn't know anything and I remember telling my dad I want a lightsaber I said, I want a lightsaber, and I want to be a Jedi. Um, I know, look, Han Solo was cool, and I think he was a cool guy, but I really related to Luke a lot. And I remember, actually, it's crazy that I actually remember having this conversation with my dad. You know, he was like, well, why did you like Luke Skywalker? 
And I said, well, he's a lot like me. You know, uh, I was an only child. And I said, you know, look, he was all by himself. And he just wanted to do really cool stuff. And, you know, I said, like, I want to be like that, you know, because I was an only child. And, you know, I just wanted to go out there and do things. And, And I said, you know, like I told him, I said, I want a lightsaber. (laughs) Do they have them? Are they real? Because I was seeing this stuff on screen and, you know, look, people can look back on it now and say what they want with, with the way special effects are nowadays and CGI and green screens and all that. Even when I watch this film nowadays, I mean, these effects really hold up. I mean, sure, you can kind of see some of the some of the flaws in it, you know, uh, you can see the land speeder, um, when he's, you know, going across, you know, the dune scene there on Tatooine, you know, you can kind of see how they sort of did a lens blur on it and you can kind of see traces of the wheels underneath it. If you kind of watch the original cuts, which I still have on VHS, I don't have a VCR, but I have the original trilogy untouched, unedited on VHS. One of these days I'll find a VCR somewhere and watch them again. Um, but, you know, I just thought, this, this stuff was absolutely amazing. I, I thought all this stuff w- was, was real somehow, you know, that they really built a Death Star. Like, I didn't, I, I, I just couldn't comprehend that that was a model. Um, you know, seeing the dogfights, you know, when they attacked the Death Star, I mean, I had never seen anything like this. And I just thought this was some of the greatest stuff ever. And the fact that for weeks, my dad and I would talk about it. He went out and he bought me, you know, the comic book version of it. Marvel Comics had put it out. Um, they were four. They were four issues, uh, but he actually got me the two giants that you know combined uh, the first two and and last two issues. Um, you know, he got me the movie poster. Um, he was gonna get me some of the action figures and some of the toys. My mom kind of put her foot down. So what does my dad do? He goes into his workshop. And he built me an X-Wing, you know, a model X-Wing out of wood. Uh, you know, I couldn't unlock the wings. They were pretty much, you know, locked out in, 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 in an attack position. Um, but it was just so cool. And I ran around the house with it. And, you know, I had friends that had the the actual, I think it was Kenner that put the toys out. I don't really remember, you know, and they would. But to me, it was the coolest thing because it was made for me. I was sort of like... Yeah, somebody on an assembly line made yours. Like, my dad made this for me, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, You know, so from there, I pretty much thought that was it. I mean, I didn't know about sequels or trilogies or epics or anything like that. I pretty much thought... Because really, when you look at that film, at the end, they blow up the Death Star, they get their medals. Um, I was sort of, like, wondering why Chewbacca never got a medal. I was like, hey, he was there, too. He did stuff. Why isn't he getting a medal? Um... You know, when you look at it, it's sort of like, well, that's it, folks. Film's done. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I just had no comprehension that this story was going to continue. I was like, okay, Darth Vader got blown out into space. Ha ha. He's the bad guy. He lost. Like, I didn't think what happened to him and where does this story go? And, you know, that's why when I heard about in 1980, hey, Empire Strikes Back, the sequel. Of course, I'm a few years older now. You know, I'm about nine, ten years old. And, you know, I was like wow, this story's going to continue. This is great. You know, what are we going to see? You know, we're probably going to see Luke become a Jedi. That, that was my thought, is we're going to see Luke become a Jedi. He's, he's going to face Darth Vader. This is going to be incredible. And, you know, again, just, just 
you know, my dad takes me to this movie, you know, he's, he's so excited to see it. I'm so excited to see it. We talked about it. And for me, this was like the first, you know, not only was this the first sequel I ever saw, this was the first cliffhanger I ever saw because, you know, spoiler alert, if you don't know, whatever. I mean, the big debate was Darth Vader Luke's father? Was he Anakin Skywalker? I mean, that was the big thing. What's going to happen to Han Solo? Is he, is he going to die? Is Jabba going to sell him off? What What's going to happen there? You know, and, and and that's when I really realized that the whole Empire, how they were really a threat and the rebellion, you know, I, I kind of picked up on that as a six-year-old watching the first film, but watching Empire Strikes Back, it really sort of sank in where I was like, wow, what comes next after this? And I remember, you know, the first time seeing it, uh, I saw it at this place called Movie City 5. So people who know where I'm from, they know exactly where I'm talking about. Right afterwards, going to Burger King, because there was a Burger King, still is there actually, sitting there, uh, and I remember getting my Burger King collector's cup <laughs> and my dad and I debating, you know, is is Darth Vader Luke's father? And, you know, I was totally convinced that he wasn't and it was a trick. There's no way, you know, because you know, Obi-Wan said that Darth Vader killed his father. So there's no way, but my dad, nope. He said, I think he is. I, I, I don't think he's lying. I think it's the truth. So we had to wait until 1983 for Return of the Jedi. But before that, there was a book written in 1978 called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was really, it actually is the first expanded universe book or, you know, really anything expanded universe that was really put out there. Um, it was written shortly after A New Hope, and it was a story that took place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Now, like I said, it was written in 1978, but a friend of mine, right, right around the time Empire Strikes Back came out, he had found it. I think he found it at our library and he was telling it and we're like, wait, what, what is this splinter of a mind's eye? But there was star Wars and now there's empire strikes back. How could there be more? So I got introduced to the expanded universe. I mean, again, we're starting with a film in 77 that came out that Lucas himself didn't think, you know, he was really, he was like, man, I'm banking everything on this. I don't know how popular, how successful it's going to be. Now we're getting to expanded universe territory. So I read that book. I barely remember it. Uh, all I know is that uh, Luke and Leia were, were tasked by the rebellion. Um, I think they had to carry out a, a diplomatic mission, I think. Um, they get shot down. They end up on a swampy planet similar to Dagobah. And uh, they discover that there's a very powerful um, Jedi artifact on there, which can grant the user incredible force powers, I believe. Uh, Luke actually confronts Vader and they have a showdown and in this story he actually cut off Vader's robotic hand uh, it was never addressed anywhere else I don't know well you know now with them sort of taking the expanded universe and calling it legendary I guess we really can't say it's canon anymore because they got rid of all that stuff but even back then I don't know if that was canon or not but then here comes Empire Strikes Back you know after that excuse me you know, after that, three years later, we have uh, Return of the Jedi come out. And I remember Return of the Jedi coming out. It was really, again, this was really significant for me because, once again, this, this was a first for me. This was the first time that I knew somebody that skipped school 
to see Return of the Jedi the day it opened. I mean, nobody did that. You know, this kid said, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's coming out. It's coming out next week. Uh, I'm not going to be in school. Uh, I'm going to go see the film. And we were like, you you can do that? Like, you can miss school to see the opening of a film? Like, it blew us away. We, we, we just, we hadn't heard of anything like that. So again, another first for me. And of course, a week after it opened, my dad took me. We could not wait. What's going to happen? Is he really, you know, is he really Anakin Skywalker? Is Han going to live? What's going to happen? But I also remember it being very, it was very bittersweet for me because I knew this was it. This was the end. You know, this was the last film. Everything was going to be wrapped up. And I wasn't really disappointed with the film. It was a great film. Again, I'm not here to talk about plots and reviewing this, reviewing that. This is just my personal take on the whole Star Wars franchise and the whole Star Wars universe. I mean, I mean, I remember loving this film with my dad, um, except for Ewoks. I was like, really? Ewoks? Are we trying to get girls to watch this film? Like having cute teddy bears? I wasn't a big fan, and still to this day, I'm not a big fan of Ewoks, but there it was. So, you know, after that, look, Expanded Universe stuff started coming out. I mean, there were the Han Solo Adventures, which took place, uh, they were three books. They uh, all took place about two or three years before the events of A New Hope. Uh, I remember seeing them in the library, picking them up, not really being that into them because... I mean, look, Han Solo, he's a likable character. He's a very cool character. Um, When I saw that Han Solo was going to play a major part in A Force Awakens, I was incredibly thrilled. You know, I mean, I was just thrilled to see the original cast back in it. But I was always a Luke Skywalker guy. I was a Luke guy. Um, I remember trying to read those books and just not really being very interested in them. But then I remember afterwards, Expanded Universe stuff started to come out. And I started to read the Thrawn saga um, and just being totally captivated by it, just really being introduced to this expanded universe. Because, you know, after Return of the Jedi, I started to wonder, you know, where's the story going to go from here? Yeah, they defeated the Empire, but, you know, is the Empire really going to go away? What's Luke going to do now? You know, he defeated Darth Vader uh, and he found out that he was really his father. He brought balance to the force. You know, are there going to be new Jedi? What's going to happen? And I even remember, and trust me, I am not a writer at all, but I remember trying to write stories, you know, mostly about Luke and sort of his adventures. And yeah, Han and Leia are there too. Um, But I just, you know, I wanted to know more. So when I started to discover all this expanded universe stuff, you know, these books and everything, I was, again, totally captivated by it. Um, I remember, you know, starting to read some of them, like, you know, reading the Thrawn saga, uh, talking about it with my dad. He wasn't really that interested in it at that point. But, you know, we discussed it and we talked about it. And, I mean, I thought it was great because, first of all, it introduced one of my favorite characters, and that was Mara Jade, who, of course, went on to become Mara Jade Skywalker. Uh, I'm very upset that, you know, she's not considered canon, that she's considered legendary. I'm really upset with a lot of that, but that's not what this podcast is about. This is about reflecting on Star Wars and, and just the influence it had on my life. But, you know, the Thrawn saga was incredible because we had a new th- uh, a new villain in Admiral Thrawn, Um you know, we had Luke sort of expanding himself out there, you know, starting to discover more about his force abilities, contemplating reforming the Jedi. We see that Leia, hey, let's not forget 
that Leia is the daughter of Vader. She has Force abilities as well. Um, it begins to kind of come out here. You know, we start to see her kind of delve into it. But what I thought was kind of great about it was, yeah, she let Luke show her a few things, but she was like, I'm a diplomat first and foremost. You know, I am here to, you know, let's get rid of the remnants of the Empire. Let's form a new sort of, you know, galactic alliance you know that's really what my mission is i'm not here to become a jedi that's my brother my brother is the jedi i'm the diplomat i'll learn some force things but hey i'm princess leia this is what i do you know and right around here is is really sort of where timelines kind of get cloudy for me because i know i was reading the books um you know i was reading the thrawn saga somewhere around in here you know i, I started reading about the yuzan vong war i i enjoyed it because it kind of showed us the reformation of the jedi the jedi were starting to become very influential in the galaxy then the vong war started i tried my best with that series uh, it was a very long series it was a lot to it was a lot to read I was experiencing a lot of fatigue, <laughs> sort of Star Wars fatigue, uh, you know, trying to read all this stuff. I'm sure somewhere in there, the prequels were also coming out. Uh, the prequels. Like I said, I think my first disappointment was the fact that I couldn't see it with my dad. You know, my dad and I really connected with Star Wars, and the fact that he couldn't come and see it with me was kind of a disappointment. Then Phantom Menace starts. Then I learned that the Force is controlled by midichlorians really we couldn't come up with something better than that i mean you have this this mystical power that binds the universe together like yoda said and we boil it down to little microscopic organisms that live in each and every one of us and if you got a lot of them you could wield the force ah uh, if they could just take that back that and jar jar banks yeah i know people said he was a secret sith lord i think that's people grasping at tr straws to try to justify jar jar banks um so, yeah, you know, the prequels and the Yuuzhan Vong War series. I mean, it was really starting to drain on me. But you know what? Star Wars, the Star Wars universe just kept rolling along. And I kept rolling along with it. Um, I discovered Clone Wars. The Clone Wars series. And, you know, this is also around the time when I was getting my daughter into Star Wars. You know, she started watching it. Uh, and when she started watching it... I made the decision to have her watch it the way I did. You watch the originals first, then you watch the prequels. Um, she is now a huge Star Wars fan, and just like my dad and I, she and I talk about Star Wars. You know, my dad and I could talk about Star Wars, and we could talk about sports and other things. My daughter will not talk sports with me. She is not into sports at all, but she is into Star Wars. She is into Harry Potter. She's into comic books. There's a lot that we can talk about, but she and I still to this day, in fact, um, visited her at college uh, a few days back. I was driving her back to the dorm. It was just she and I, and we got into a big debate about the light side of the Force and the dark side of the Force. And, you know, all these years later... We could still have those serious discussions just like my dad and I would have those serious discussions about Luke and Vader and the fate of Han Solo and the fate of the galaxy. And I think that's what's really great is that these weren't just great films or books or TV series or video games. I mean, these were things that really brought 
me together with the people that I love. I mean, it really helped me connect with my dad in a really big way still to this day. And it really helps me connect with my daughter. The fact that, you know, even if things get kind of rough for her, she and I could always talk about these things, you know, to sort of break the tension or, you know, kind of start talking off, starting like talking to each other about Star Wars and then leading into more serious things or, you know, more pressing issues that we need to talk about. You know, it's sort of a nice way that we, we have that connection that, you know, if she's feeling stressed out, well, instead of sort of talking about what's bothering you, let's talk about something else for a while. And we can have those Star Wars discussions or we can share, you know, Star Wars fan films, things like that. Um, you know, seeing A Force Awakens with her, seeing The Last Jedi with her. I mean, you know, when the ninth movie comes out, I want to be right there with her. You know, she'll be in college. She won't be around, but hopefully she will wait for me and she and I will watch it together and just have great discussions about it. And I, and I really think that was kind of my intent for, for sort of this segment. Um, like I said, I wasn't looking to sort of critique or criticize or, or delve into, you know, behind the scenes stories of star Wars or this or that. It was just really sort of how once again, a movie from 77 that nobody was sure where it was going to go has become such a huge worldwide cultural phenomenon and really, you know, plays a big impact in my life and hopefully, you know, in your life as well, especially, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan. Alrighty. You know what? I think I'm going to wrap it up there. There were other things that I wanted to talk about. Maybe I'll save them for another day, another Star Wars day. So, guys, do me a favor. Head on over to www.brothersandarmchairs.com What's that going to do? Well, that's going to link you to all the uh, podcasts within the Brothers and Armchairs networks. Of course, you have stuff you don't need to know. You have Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Defender of the Realm, Fat Guys in Little Coats. This is Jay, and I'll see you later. <laughs>